Hello, SEO 101 listeners. WebmasterRadio.fm introduces over 101 reasons to love your smartphone even more. Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, now available in the iTunes Store or on Google Play. Listen to SEO 101 live every Monday or download thousands of past episodes or download shows like SEO Rockstars, Search Pulse, The Daily Search Cast, and more. Download the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app for iTunes and Google Play now. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital. Well, buddy, you had a good week? Hey, I had a real good week. I actually got to spend some time at home this week. Next, wow. next, week, next week is all out of state again, so it's like, you know, out of state for a week, home for a couple days, out of state for a week. It's been kind of crazy. No more sleeping at the office. No, no, I haven't done that for since, since I worked at Wright State University in Ohio many, many years ago. I got stuck <laughs> in a snowstorm and slept under my desk. Uh, well, on that note, I mean, uh, anyone out there who's listening is from Alberta. Uh, heart goes out to you. I'm, I'm, from, I'm in BC here in Canada, and uh, Alberta's getting absolutely nailed at this uh, on this day. Where I guess I gave away that we're recording, but that it's uh, it's they're they're really getting nailed. It's the floods are horrible. <sighs> Calgary is underwater practically. Um, it's scary. I just can't believe it. I got lots of family out there, and it's it's amazing news coming in. Just, the, vi- the, the the videos are just unbelievable that I've seen. Yeah, I, t- I mean these rivers, they're they're like class five rapids. Oh, wait, that sounds <laughs> fun. Like... Hold on, now, now you're confusing fun with tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind class four if I'm with a guide, but five, no. <laughs> I've, I've I've been through. I was a whitewater rafting guide. I didn't know if you knew that. Yes, and I did. We, we had to do fives on a regular basis. There was one river that we'd get a six. It would, one of the one of the rapids would turn to a six every once in a while. It was called Sweets Falls, and the new river in West Virginia. Oh, that one's in the actually the Upper Gully River in West Virginia. Sweets Falls was a, an eleven twelve foot waterfall that we had to go over in a raft. It was pretty fun. Oh my god, <laughs> that does sound cool. Uh, we'll have to talk more about that over a drink. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, today we wanted to start with uh, do something a little different. We're going to start with some questions because uh, we got a few to catch up on. So thank you everyone for posting on our Google community page. Uh, that's at Google Plus. And if you go in there, you just type in SEO 101 and find that community page. You'll be able to see all the questions and enter any you may have or even give some feedback on the ones that are already there. That's great uh, stuff. But by the way, just let's just mention. Just I know we've mentioned on the Facebook, we've been pretty anal recently about drive-by link drops and some spam. So if you're posting stuff and it's not showing up, and you're like, "Why isn't this showing up?" Participate a little bit, you know, and so we don't think you're just like driving by and dropping a link and going on to the next community to drop a link. We're seeing yeah, we're a lot pretty of ruthless. That. <laughs> yeah, no, we I, are. <laughs> I've banned a few people actually because it's just been horrific how much they put in there and they haven't done anything. I banned uh, one guy, but I, but I had to bring you back, Ross. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. It just didn't seem right without you there. <laughs> <laughs> Shucks. <laughs> oh, brother. All right. 
Uh, Friday jokies. Okay. So <laughs> first question here is from Jeff. He says, when I first set up our Google Analytics, Facebook, YouTube, Gmail, and AdWords account, I used my personal login profile. At a recent point, Google decided to use and join all of my accounts. Now, now that we've grown, which is a good thing, I have others accessing yeah. the same data, but how do I break my personal account away from the business account? It's a tough answer. I mean, where do you use Well, the first thing to start with is you, you mentioned Facebook, but that's not going to be integrated into your Google account. So let's separate <laughs> Facebook. That's and, <laughs> and the easy thing to do there, the, the, the Facebook, it depends on how you set up Facebook. If you set it up as a personal profile, you want, you, you want to change that anyway because you want it to be a business profile. There's actually a tool in Facebook that will allow you to change a personal profile to a business profile without losing your followers. So it's switching to likes. If it's already a business or it's already a page and not a profile, but it just doesn't have the right name because it was personal, they will allow you to change the name of a page once and only once. So you can go in there. If you have a page, you can change the name of it. So Facebook, there's, there's a couple options there you should be able to fix. Google's a little bit more complicated. Uh, absolutely. What were your thoughts there, Ross? Well, I'm trying to remember exactly how I did it. I did it at one point, but it was a while back, and I don't even know whether or not it still applies. That's my problem. Um, and it was a matter of you had to make someone else admin. Or maybe yeah. that was Facebook. Yeah, it would have been Facebook yeah. admin. Well, Google Analytics is pretty easy to do because um, in Google Analytics, you go in and you can assign users and you can create new users to your analytics account. So get a work email account that you want to be your like primary account now for your business. Make sure it's a Google account, so set it up as a Google account. Then go in and add it as an administrator in Google Analytics. Um, and when you as an administrator, any administrator can take any other account and turn it into a user and then delete them. So once you became an, an administrator with your new email address, go to your old, have that administrator account, take your old email address, turn it into just a user and not an administrator. Once that old account is just a user, you can then remove it from the account. So now it's only your new email address that's on your Google Analytics account. Yeah, uh, the one thing I've found lately, though, and I don't know whether, again, I'm not trying to say that doesn't work. I, I just, I, I'm a little more cautious now as I have dealt with a client recently, and he gave me administrative access. However, I still couldn't do a couple things because I wasn't the original creator of the account. Well, and I just did this myself for a bunch of our client accounts that we're managing under one large group of accounts. And um, there, was, there were no owners associated with because It used to be there was like an owner of the account, then administrators, then users. Now there are just administrators and users. And from my test, it was literally just two weeks ago. Okay. Um, I could have any administrator um, turn any other user to an administrator. Once that person was an administrator, they can turn any other user into a user and remove them. Right. Okay. Well, and I would imagine the, the same goes for YouTube, where you can. Uh, I mean, you can always add additional users. Uh, can you not? Uh, mm -hmm. It's not my my most. Yeah, and AdWords, AdWords, you can give people access to AdWords all the time too. So I think in, in all three of those cases. It's, it's part of the user administration function. You should be able to add new users and give them admin access. And even if even if you can't remove the, the original user, um, mm -hmm. you can still create this brand new account, create a brand new Google user account. So you can be any email address, make it a Google account, and say, this is my main admin account. Make it an admin on Analytics. You can make it an admin on YouTube. You can make it an admin on AdWords. Gmail is going to be a completely different story. 
Um, you can you can forward Gmails, so you can do a forward. So let's say you have an email set up that's your personal one, but it will forward everything um, to this new email account. If you want to split the two out, I don't know how you're going to do that unless you set up some really complicated filters inside Gmail. If this comes in, it goes to the new account. If this comes in, it stays here kind of thing. Um, that's going to be a much more complicated nut to crack. Mm -hmm. um, the best thing there is any of the admins you're using through Gmail, if you're using Gmail for administrative purposes on like different accounts that you have out there, say you have an SEO Moz account, oh wait, a Moz account, um, <laughs> you're just going to have to go into those individual accounts and change them to the new email address so the emails go to the right place. Um, other than that, it's going to be a bunch of filters and a lot of pain in the ass work. I've got a number of, of different uh, startups per se if you want to put them that way where they where I didn't want to have another email account I had to check so I've set up filters for all those as well it doesn't take that long really um, you just have to have some sample it's easier if you've got some sample emails to work from filter messages yeah. like this and add a few different elements absolutely. to it um, absolutely so, so Jeff if you got if if any of this really blew you away in terms of how complex it could be. Um, I'm sure there's a ton of tutorials out there, but uh, if, you know, if, that all, if that fails you, just ask us uh, if we can know of anything and we'll, we'll see what we can do. Yeah. But uh, yeah, give it, a try, give it a shot first. You might be able to find something pretty quickly. And the, the hard part for you is going to be if for some reason you have mixed, like on YouTube, if you mix personal videos and business videos under one account, oh dear. You're, you're basically just going to have to create a new account for business, move all the, you know, replicate what you've done with the videos, the business videos in this new account and delete them from the personal account. If it's just a matter of switching who admins it, then it's much easier. But if you've got split content between business and personal, then you're, you're in a world of hurt. I guess it depends if your business has got the most, if, you, if you're, Whatever videos really matter to you most in terms of how much traffic they're getting, if they've already got something, uh, you know, you wouldn't want to move the business one. You might want to just yeah. remove your personal one and start a new personal one. You know? Yeah, great point. So whichever one's more important or whichever one has the most traction, leave that one alone to create a new one for the other one. Yeah. Well, good luck, Jeff. It's not an easy thing. I know uh, I'm pretty frustrated with uh, Google Plus as well. I've got personal Google Plus and professional Google Plus. And I never use my personal one anymore. I've just got one. But I still get a lot of requests to my personal one. Well, just be glad you only have one location, Ross. If you have more than one location in Google Plus for your business, it's not a pretty pretty picture right now because it's still pretty broken for multiple locations for a business. I just don't understand why. You know, they made this a such an important push for Google, and yet it's taking so freaking long for these things well, to work out. Well, why it's taking long is because something we've got on our list to talk about later is the new carousel thing that started. They've been putting so much energy behind, you know, building out this new carousel for local search um, and rolling across, you know, rolling it out across all platforms. That's where all their focus has been. You know, Obviously, in the wrong yeah. place. Yeah. <laughs> it seems so, that way a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. So what's next year? Kevin. Yes. Kevin, Kevin Gallagher. Gallagher. We, we've, we've had a question or two from him in the past. He always asks good ones. Um, yeah. Kevin says he's got a subdomain question. If I create a subdomain, then CNAME it to another domain, does, that, does my site still get SEO credit for the pages created on that subdomain? Simple answer, no. So if you CNAME um, to another domain, Actually, I take that back. So I, I was thinking of that backwards. So let's, let's explain CNAME. Um, 
what a CNAME is, if you have a website and you're hosting it on just whatever host you're using, it will create a subdomain. A lot of hosts will allow you to go in and say, okay, create blog.stepforth.com or whatever your site is. That blog can be on your server, and then it's fine. There's no problem. But that subdomain, that blog dot, can actually live on another server somewhere else. Say your server is Microsoft, and you want to run WordPress you know, on a native Apache environment for your blog, and it's on a subdomain. You could actually have that blog point to a different server that's running Apache and WordPress instead of your standard server that's running all your crazy Microsoft.net um, stuff. So you can actually have two different servers running those two different portions of your site. And what happens, what makes that happen is that blog dot, it's called, what we do is we call it CNAMING. So you have to go in the domain name configuration, and there's portions of the domain name called a CNAME. And when you have a CNAME, you say blog dot is a CNAME, and it really points to this. And then you give it the, the, the IP address or whatever identifier for your other server. And now blog dot, your domain, is now running off a different server. So let me read the question again just to make sure that I get it right because I, I think I flipped it last time. Um, so if I create a subdomain, which is a subdomain, then CNAME it to another domain. And that's where I'm a little bit confused, Kevin, because you yeah. wouldn't CNAME it to another – you could CNAME it to another d domain. Um, you, know, you can do that. So your other server can actually be uh, – your, your WordPress on your blog dot on a different box can actually be served from a different domain. It might, it might not be a, like a standard domain that we're thinking of, but it might be an IP address with some file configurations after it. So if, if that's what you're saying, another domain – and you can put it on other domains too now I'm thinking about it. So I see name it to another domain, which means I'm pointing my, my blog.subdomain blog to another server. Um, does my site still get the credit for the pages on that subdomain? And the answer is absolutely yes. So with a caveat of subdomains are treated a little bit separately than your main domain. They're not as bad as they used to be as being completely different sites. There's still some carryover, but it's still on your top-level domain, so it still is attached to that domain. Yes. That is bad. I used to love that. That was one of the coolest tactics I, ever. <laughs> I know. I, I did too. It was great. When, it, it used to be that subdomains were completed completely treated differently. It was like a completely different site. Um, now they're connected together more than they used to be. Um, and I'm right. I used to love it too. It was great. Yeah, it was one of my, my foremost tactics for getting uh, rankings. It, was, it worked beautifully, especially with the exact match domaining and all, oh, man. Anyway, yeah. those are the days. <laughs> and, and, which, which is why people like you is why they changed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me, of course. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, well, we got two. We got to whip through here because uh, we want to get to a break in a minute. But uh, the first one is uh, from David Blaine. He says, "I manage a couple of affiliate sites. I haven't worried about it until recently. But is it growing more and more important to add a nofollow to affiliate links now, or is it still up for debate?" And you know, John and I were discussing this, and and it's my feeling that uh, you should always add a nofollow to an affiliate link, simply because either it's going to go through a redirection system anyways, which would be a flag to Google to ignore it. So why not? Be up front and look all gentlemanly and all, and, and <laughs> no follow Gentlemanly? It. Yes, okay. yes. <clears throat> or, or <laughs> as opposed to like a hobo? Or, um, well, yeah, you know, those are the black hats. No. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> Jeez, I'm going to get spammed now. Um, yeah, just add the no follow for those, anyways. And now, if it was one of the ones that, that go along and just have a, a mere a hashtag of sorts that tracks. Uh, uh, your particular referral. Um, that's definitely something you want to know follow because, again, you're sending people to another site that it's essentially paid for. 
Um, and you think of it as a paid link is the way I look at it. What do you think, John? Well, you know, I agree with you, but another question is essentially people, what if, what if your product that you're sending traffic to really, really sucks and nobody ever buys it and you never get paid? Is it still a paid link? <laughs> <laughs> and how would Google know? So they're, they probably wouldn't, so they're probably going to assume you're going to get at least like a you know, buck fifty check every quarter. So that's, that would be paid. So I, I agree. I mean, back to what we were saying earlier, you know, this is one of those situations where it's not going to hurt you to put a no-follow on there by any means whatsoever. It's not going to do anything to you. So do it and be safe. Yeah, be safe. Yeah. And the next question is from Ryan Caldwell. He says, what do you do about sites who somewhat copy your content but link to you? I had this Google alert aware me of the site. <laughs> we got a good laugh out of the, the, the domain. It was, it's one, two, three, four, five, no, four incidences of bankruptcy report in the actual URL. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I, just, I just risked it and clicked to it, and it's, and it's actually a redirect. Oh, dear. So, so the link he sent, is a redirect to one that only has one instance of bank bankruptcy report, but it still has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten keywords in the URL, not including the domain. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. So, in other words, do you want to be connected to that? No, you don't. Well, you can, you can control it. No, not normally. Um, you could try a cease and desist. It actually works often. It works yeah. very well, actually, if you get to the right person. Um, this is, this, is, this is one of those things that I would, I would reach out and say, please remove my link and my content in this case. Um, this is probably done by some kind of automated system. Um, so the guy is going to have no idea what, who you are and what you're linking to because he's, he's got some automated system that goes out and looks for these terms in the net and dynamically creates pages with tips and links back. It's, it's, a, it's a big cluster. Um, if you can't get him to remove the links, and there's probably a lot of them, not just the one you found. Um, this is this is potentially something where I would consider, um, after some work, I would consider a disavow, disavow. tool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the odds of this guy actually doing this, because it's probably very, very automated. He has no idea it's there. He's just going to ignore your emails. Um, but you, you got to make the effort to try to get rid of it first. And if he just ignores you, then this is a good candidate for disavow. Yep. Once again, we're doing Google's work for them. They should just, you know. <laughs> oh, anyway, I'll go there. Um, okay, well, you know what? That's great. Thank you so much for those questions. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to get back to some news. Uh, there's lots of stuff to talk about. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Time now for another exciting episode of Ace of Analytics. Brought to you by AnalyticsSEO.com. In our last adventure, our hero was fending off his evil nemesis, Rhino the Algo. Oh, that ruthless Rhino has updated the algorithm again, and our website is falling down the rankings fast. Have no fear. Use our automated SEO tool to stay updated and to monitor your site with detailed reports. Or use our multi-site project management tool to manage all of your sites to stay on top. Take it from our fearless friend and be your own SEO hero with AnalyticsSEO.com. 
Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. If you're constantly struggling to find more customers, revenue, or hours in the day, Infusionsoft can help you have the business you've always wanted. For over 10 years, Infusionsoft has been helping business owners just like you find the financial freedom and peace of mind you've been searching for. I'm Scott Martineau, co-founder of Infusionsoft. If you're struggling to find more customers, more revenue, or more hours in the day, Infusionsoft is the proven solution you're looking for. Infusionsoft, the only all-in-one sales and marketing software created specifically for small businesses. Learn more at www.infusionsoft.com slash radio. Hold on to your white hat or black hat. Hi, this is John Ball. Coming up in our next episode of Behind the Backlinks, we're going to talk about what we've seen as industry professionals with Penguin 2.0. And what did Matt Cutts say at SMX? It's noteworthy. Behind the Backlinks. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. On demand, anytime, inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So I like right. the little pause. I think we should do that more often. SEO 101 on radio, webmasterradio.fm. Oh, did I do that? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Well, it was intended then, yes. Um, so in the last episode, we, we ended with a cliffhanger. And that was that <laughs> Google, Google has acquired a company, and uh, at least it's, it's pending acquisition, and it's a company called Waze. Um, now, the reason we brought it up is because it's, it's fairly interesting. It's, it's yet another integration into their mapping technology, which will allow uh, them to have a social integration. So in this case, uh, real-time traffic updates from friends and anyone else who's traveling ahead of you. Have you used? Did you use Waze before it was an acquisition? No, I don't even bother. It's never yeah. targeted. To Canada. I, I I tried it out. I tried it out about a year or so ago, probably even longer. It's been around for a while, and it was really interesting. Um, it doesn't completely rely on just your friends, so it's it's more geo-targeted. So if someone in the area says, hey, there's a there's a speed trap over here, and they, they pinpoint it on Waze, and then, you know, if two or three people, you know, agree and say, yep, there's a there's a speed trap here, all of a sudden it becomes noticed for anybody in that area, right? So it's not specifically tied to just your friends. Now, your friends, you will get priority messages from them, but it does, it does a good job of aggregating all kinds of information about locations. It doesn't have to be speed traps or traffic. Um, but you know, I think they eventually got into reviews and recommendations and that kind of stuff too. But it really is an interesting 
social layer added on to Maps, really. Mm -hmm. So it's, it'll be fun to see what Google does with it and how they integrate the technology. Um, I used it for a short time and then stopped using it basically because my habit was to go to the Maps app on my phone and the Waze app on my phone. Um, but that's pretty much the only reason I stopped using it was because of, because of my habits. It was an actually pretty fun and, and useful tool. I just it's probably the reason they they had a problem a hard time growing is because it wasn't what people were used to doing. So maybe it's a, it's going to be used to uh, uh, set up on their self-driving cars so that they can you know slow down and you know, get the car to dial back when it's racing. There the you go. Oh, yep. there's a speed trap. <laughs> yeah, I, I had I had a huge. Uh, I spoke at two different events this week to auto dealers, and you always have to. You know, when you're speaking, you've done it before. Us, you, you kind of have to, you know, toss a joke out here and there to keep them engaged and keep them lively. I tossed a joke out about uh, something to do with the Google driverless car, and it bombed so hard. The whole oh, room no. full of auto dealers was like dead silent, crickets in the background. I'm like, okay, oh. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were not happy with that at all. I don't know why, but they weren't. Maybe the whole concept makes them ill. Yeah, it could be. Hmm. Well, you think yeah, they want to change coming? Yeah. You got to be on board with change, or you get left behind. Mm-hmm. Well, and 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 well, not exactly speaking of that, but it's interesting. Is the local search carousel, and I know that's something you you have a lot of insight into mm-hmm. lately. I've been watching it, and I actually used it on my phone because I've got a Nexus 4. Yep. I tend to get the stuff ahead of time, but my, my personal browser I, doesn't show anything of this. So uh, why don't you fill us in a bit? So the, 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 the search carousel, um, it's been around for quite some time, actually. It's been a standard um, local search result on tablet devices for well over a year, actually. So if you were on a tablet device and you did a local search, instead of seeing the, the map and the list of pins in a normal Google result, local result, you got this black bar across the top with these photographs, and you could swipe through them just like you would you know, left to right swipe through them um, to find local results. And that's been, been that way for, like I said, over a year on the, the tablet results. Well, they're starting to integrate it into standard desktop results now, too. And it's, making, it's going to make a big change in the way search, local search um, marketers approach things, the way local search SEOs approach things, because it's, it's really changing what you see. So what you see, and, and we put, we've got a link we're going to put up on, on the, the Google Plus page. It has some example photos. But basically, you see a box. Um, a black box across the top of your search results. It goes all the way across the screen with little individual like cards almost for each business. And there's a photograph that takes up more than half of the card. The next thing is a big block that talks about how many reviews you have your Zagat rating thing. And then below it's the name of the business and maybe the address. So we're losing a lot of stuff in local search when this happens because now the phone number is not readily available. The link to the website's not readily available because if you click on one of these little cards, it takes you to a search result about that business. And if it's there, the whole side fills up with the uh, the knowledge graph information about the business. Hmm. So, and so there's no direct link to the websites anymore from the local search results, which is huge because local search results would drive tons of traffic to websites. That's going to be reduced dramatically. The information you see initially, you have to click through to get more information before you could probably just get the phone number from right from the results if you wanted to. So it's making a big change in the way people are going to see and use local search results in Google. 
Um, right now, it's mostly limited categories. They officially launched in three or four categories, they say, but there, I think it was somebody, I think Mike Blumenthal or hmm, I don't think it was Mike, somebody else, and I'll find out for you, did a test and they, they, they went through as many possible categories they found and listed the ones they found these the carousel results in. And there were a lot of them, 20 or 30 different categories that had them already. So this, I think this is going to make a big impact on local search, not only the way that users use it, but the way we have to think about optimizing for it. Because now, it's the, the most obvious thing to me when you're thinking about carousels, you better have good photographs in your local business profile because that's going to influence click-throughs dramatically. If you have a nasty, fuzzy photograph, no one's going to click on it. If you don't have any photograph, what they do is they show a little teeny snippet of the map with your red pin. You know, and if the business next to you has a really compelling photograph, guess which one's going to get clicked? So, and the reviews are much, much more important now, too, because that's the biggest thing you see in these things, the picture and then the reviews. And if you have zero reviews and the, 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 the local business next to you has 20, you know, they're going to get clicked and you're not. And so, yet, it doesn't have to be good reviews. It doesn't have to be. Well, actually, let me double check. It's, it, it could be the Zagat score. Yeah, it's the Zagat score is the biggest number, and the number of views is there. So, like in the, our example yeah, photograph, it was a restaurant in Princeton's. Yeah, yeah, so you got like a 26 with 230 reviews, but right next to it is a 26 with 527 reviews. I'm clicking the one that has the higher score with more reviews because it's it's going to have a better you know potential of having an overall excuse me better score. It's interesting because I see um, being in Canada here for some reason. I guess it's only rolled out in the states. I see the results as they used to be. So it's pretty interesting to look at both yeah. side by side. Yep. Uh, well, and, and you know what? I, I don't really think this is a good idea. What do you think? Well, the, the reason that it's, they're doing it, and I think for this reason it is a good idea, is that A, by the end of 2013, there's, there's more, more um, mobile devices in use than desktop devices. And it's not really efficient for Google to have two different systems of displaying local results. And this system is just an indication Google is really going to be focusing on mobile interfaces because this has been working for them. They've been testing it for over a year on tablet devices, and they must have really liked the test because now they're moving it into the, the desktop search with the realization that you know we can't afford to, to maintain two different systems, one for desktop and one for mobile, so we're picking mobile. Yeah, they can't afford it. Yeah, they can't. They have too. They don't have enough money to do that. <laughs> I I just think the other system was better, but I guess that's that's the price of rolling with Google. You still get a map with pins underneath your your carousel bar, the black carousel bar, um, but there's no more pins in the search results down the side anymore. That, and, that map has to change, though. I mean, it, it doesn't gel the two things together. Well, it, it kind of does because the, 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 the pins aren't there anymore, but there's little, you know, sometimes you had pins and sometimes you had the little red dots. Now it's just little red dots. The interesting thing is the carousel, at least in this particular example, had 17 businesses where the most you could ever get in local search before was seven, right? So now there's 17 red dots on the map and 17 businesses in the scroll across the top in the carousel. So there's, there's, there's opportunity for many more businesses to be up there. Um, there, now there has been there has been some research done, and the actual algorithm that decides rankings one through whatever in the local search has not changed. So um, they've done you know side by side comparisons 
before carousel and after carousel where here's one through seven and those are exactly the one through seven the first seven listings in order in the carousel yeah well what i was meaning was the style the style of the map doesn't fit you know it needs to i don't know black i don't know it has some has to have some yeah. Well, the whole the whole black bar carousel thing is just really just kind of disconcerting because you never ever have seen this this any kind of really dark colors on the Google before. No, and, and this They're black bar the is just really odd. Yeah. <laughs> it's the first time I've seen black in anything they've done. Yeah, uh, so it's a bit overwhelming. I'm not sure black is the one I would have used, but it's definitely and, and it doesn't look bad. Yeah, and it'll change. Uh, this stuff changes. This is yeah. the first iteration of it. Exactly, and that's why I think the map. I think maybe if they just went to a whiter background, that would be more in keeping with their look, normal, and uh, anyway. Well, they need to do the same thing my GPS does. Change the colors based on the time of day. If it's dark outside, they need to make it nice and bright so you can see it. And or or, or yeah, night, my, my, um, night vision friendly. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And you know, so you know how else this might be, why this might be this way? And this is pure speculation on my point. But what about when they integrate this into Google Glass? It's going to be much easier, I think, in Google Glass to scroll left and right than it is up and down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Okay, well, let's take a quick break. and we get back, we'll get to uh, one more question uh, or one of the uh, news pieces, and we'll be off. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. AuthorityLabs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate, display media, or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest in digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G digital.com. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Tracking down the trends. Analyzing the latest facts and figures. Breaking down the big data. This is SEO by the Numbers. 
Our host will make sense out of your marketing metrics and interpret the important information to help you implement the next phase of your marketing strategy. SEO by the numbers. Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. On demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So we're just talking about the the new local carousel, and it's uh, pretty intriguing. Uh, that's going to work out. Uh, like I say, I've seen it in my mobile browser in Canada, but I haven't seen it elsewhere. Um, maybe some of the other listeners have seen it in Canada, but I haven't. Uh, I'm interested to get your take on it. If you, have, if you have any thoughts on how the carousel is going to play out, what it's going to end up looking like in the end, or you know, what, anything that could be a huge failing, post it on our Plus, Google Plus community page. We'd love to talk more about it. It's definitely intriguing. It's uh, locals. It's the future, local and mobile. I mean, it's everything. It really is. So, uh, yeah. Um, I, I've told you this before. I've, I'll say it on the air. I'm, I'm stand up. I think laptops, as we know them, the flip open things that everybody carries around in their backpacks or briefcases, will be gone in three, four years, and we'll have nothing but tablet style computers. Hmm. Just my prediction. Yeah. My words. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, Mark Hubert's. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Done. Um, okay. So the next bit here, we've got, uh, we put together quite a few here. What do you think we should go with next? Um, uh, I'm playing with the carousel. Don't make me answer. <laughs> okay, well, Bing boards. Bing boards, I think, is the next sort of thing that, that stood out. Uh, now, Bing, <laughs> you know me and Bing, it's like, oh, let's talk about Bing. Why not? We need to talk about something <laughs> under Google, that's all. Um, <laughs> anyone out there uh, ever used about.com? I expect you have. Uh, when I go to about, I, I tend to find that each category or anything I'm looking into is generally moderated by someone who's a professional or someone who's known to be uh, an expert in a particular field. Well, Bing Boards is, is a system they're putting into play for specific searches whereby they're having uh, some of the similar concept of about, about.com and on the right side, they're going to feature uh, more info that you can access by an expert. It's going to be put together by this person with more details. Uh, one of the examples they used was uh, colored backdrops in photo booths. Uh, someone did a search for that and it said, check out uh, this lady's, I'm not looking at it right now, but check out this lady's uh, do-it-yourself backdrops for photo booths. And you can click on that and go to a full video and walkthrough and everything. It's neat. It's not a bad idea. Um, how easy it is can to be to maintain and keep up. That's a whole other thing. What do you think, John? Yeah, I, I think it's interesting that both the article that announced it, the, the most interesting thing for me for that whole article was the last line. It said, Bing confirmed that Bing boards were the first of several upcoming social and community experiments they will be announcing. So mm-hmm. it, it's going to be interesting to see what they're doing, what they're, how they're changing. Because, you know, it, like you said, we were talking earlier, Ross, and you said it, it's amazing to see how hard Bing is pushing forward. So they are, they're definitely so behind the curve as far as search ownership. You know, what is it? They're in the, with Yahoo, they're in the 30-something percent range, um, if that. 
but they are pushing the envelope very, very hard and really making a go of it. So it's really exciting for me anyway to watch what they're doing um, to see how it's changing things. Yeah, um, and they know they're behind. And, and the one thing I've, I've kind of respected them for is they said, yeah, we're behind, but we're, we're going to take our time and we're going to get there. Well, good for you. Yeah. you know, if you keep pushing it like this, then it's, it, it probably will happen. It, it's, uh, kind of like, it's kind of like the Google Plus model. <laughs> yes, except that one they're really fighting the the, the, the stream. I don't know about that one. It's gonna it's gonna do well just because they own everything. I, actually, there was a study that came out. Um, Search metrics data came out yesterday or the day before that said that Google shares will surpass Facebook shares in 2016. So that's only three years away, and they're saying Google shares will surpass Facebook shares. Which to you me know, is amazing, and we're talking about true. social sharing, social social sharing. sharing yeah, yeah. But, but we're also talking about <laughs> we're also talking about interactivity and usage of Google Plus over yeah. Facebook. Yeah, and you know what? I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I Google Plus is is frankly awesome. Um, I, I would spend more time on it than Facebook if I could, but I you know I've still got a lot of friends over there in Facebook, and yeah. I kind of like the back. I like the look a little better. Still a Facebook. I find it friendlier. Um, Different yeah, aspects. I was, I was, Google Plus are good, but yeah, I wasn't real happy when Google Plus went to like the card system where everything's like its own little card on your page. That kind of annoys me, but it's still really good. It's a it's a step forward. I mean, it's better than the whole black backdrop thing. That made me just feel kind of glum every time I went there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's improved. All right. Well, thank you everyone for joining us today. Uh, every Monday, two p.m. Pacific, five p.m. Eastern, you can listen to our show, and uh, we. We're working hard to get you some new topics, but if you ever have anything you'd like to add or suggest, please do so on our Google Plus community page. We do occasionally check our Facebook.com page. Uh, it's facebook.com slash SEO101podcast. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I haven't been on the Facebook page in quite some time. Yeah, it's been a while for me too. So, But, yeah. but we do check it once a month probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Facebook. <laughs> Yeah, once a month out of our four episodes a month. Ever. So, yeah. Google Plus, Google Plus. Okay, well, <laughs> on that note, have a great week and remember to tune into future episodes and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. You should be saving for the future, but savings accounts suck and investing can be scary. We combine the ease of savings with the real returns of investing. We call it Save Vesting, and it's only available in our new app, Stairs. Stairs offers 4 to 6% returns, no fees, and you can withdraw anytime. Do your future a favor. Visit stairsapp.com today.